Hello, my loves, and welcome to Healing the Podcast with your host, Ashlyn Tori. I'm a heels and burlesque instructor, a confidence mentor, and the creator of Studio Soli Luna, living in the gorgeous mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. In this safe and sacred portal, we will be having raw, real, and intentional conversations about dancing in a heel, spirituality, self-love, the dance industry, and all the taboo topics that dancers and women should be openly talking about. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Now let the magic begin. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another solo episode of Healing the Podcast. I am really excited to bring you a topic that is incredibly important to me, and honestly, it's the biggest struggle that I see with my clients and with my friends and the women in my life, and that is body image. Body image is something that is constantly talked about in the media. It is polarizing. It is something almost everyone struggles with because as a society, we have created the standard of beauty and the standard of what our body should look like that is completely unattainable for 90% of people. And I think these conversations are really important because when it comes to body image or when it comes to the way that we feel about our body, maybe the issues with our bodies that we've had in the past, it can feel very isolating and it can feel very lonely going through the process of healing that relationship to our body. And I just want to be very open and candid about my experience in this episode. I had a very horrible relationship to my body about five years ago and before that, and I have come such a long way. I am so grateful for my body now, and I really see it as a tool to be able to do everything that I want to do in this life instead of something that I have to constantly change and morph into this societal expectation of beauty. This is a hard topic for me to discuss because it is a very personal experience, but it is so important to talk about and I'm going to be very open and very vulnerable today. So I will be giving a bit of a trigger warning for this conversation. If you are not in a good place with your body and you feel like this conversation and topics such as body dysmorphia, orthorexia will be triggering for you, then definitely recommend it. Maybe not listening to this episode, but for me personally, when I was going through my body image struggles, I was really in the thick of it. Listening to podcast episodes like this is actually what really helped me through it. So take it or leave it. Just do whatever you need to do that makes you feel the best. And that's all I care about. And just a quick reminder that my program, Confidence, the Heals Method, is open for enrollment for about one more week. So if you've been wanting to learn how to dance in a heel, you have been interested in tapping into your sensuality, really increasing your confidence. And in this episode, especially learning how to have a loving relationship with your body, I highly recommend this program. It is really packed with all the essentials to get you to be your confident, powerful, badass self all through dancing in a heel. So click the link in the show notes to learn more about that. And we will be talking about that a little bit later in this episode. All right, my loves, let's dive into this topic of body image. So 
Again, I just want to reiterate that I am in such a good place with my body and with food compared to where I used to be. All the work that I've done has really paid off. And so I hope that's inspiring for you. If you're listening and you're not in a good place with your body, it is so possible to be in a good place with your body. I never would have thought that five years ago, three years ago, but now I'm like, wow, looking back my relationship to myself and to my body is completely different. And I, again, never feel like it will be 100% healed just because of all of the media and the programming that we have. We really can't get rid of that. But what we can do is when we have those moments or those days in our life where our body image just doesn't feel that great and we're down on ourselves, we can call on these tools and these rituals and these mindsets that I'll be giving you in this episode just to bring ourselves back to love and to bring ourselves back to seeing just how important and powerful our bodies are just the way that they are. And they're beautiful just the way that they are. And that's really been the most important thing for me throughout this process is learning how much my body does for me and being able to appreciate it for that. Because when we appreciate our bodies for what they can do, we have a lot more respect for them. And I feel like respect is a really important key to this process of starting to love and accept our bodies. And I'll say that a lot throughout this episode, love and accept our bodies, because I feel like so many people put this pressure on body love. Like we have to love everything about our bodies. And I personally do. I love my body, but also some days I'm just accepting my body where it's at and with what it can do physically. And I think that sometimes we have to be in one or the other. We don't have to be in this state of like love, like I'm fully in my body, loving it all the time. It's just not that way for most people. And so I don't want you to feel like you have to live up to this expectation that the wellness industry pushes and that the spirituality industry pushes that you have to love your body at all times. I do think, again, that deep love and respect is important, but it is not the goal to always be loving our bodies. So with that being said, I want to take it back to where it began when my body image kind of started coming to the surface. I started making comments about my body at a really young age, unfortunately, probably 12 or 13. I remember saying things like, my thighs are so big and touching my belly a lot and looking at my stomach in the mirror. I was a literal twig, you guys. (laughs) Like I had absolutely no meat or muscle on my body. And I grew up with a mom who was just constantly dieting. Honestly, it was one of those things where it was just very normalized in our house that my mom was on a diet starting on Monday, you know, with her friends. And it was this really like 80s, 90s mentality about losing weight constantly and constantly trying to look thinner and constantly trying to better your body instead of bettering your mind, which I feel like now things are more focused on the mind. But back then it was definitely more body focused. And as a kid, you know, you really soak up what your mom is doing, what your parents are doing, what they're saying, and really losing weight around that time, I feel like was a form of like community. It was something that women bonded over And it was something that, you know, people could vent about and they could, you know, be in this like camaraderie about was what foods they were eating, how many calories and blah, blah, blah. And so it started so young for me. And honestly, I started hearing those things at a really young age, but it didn't really become a big deal for me until I started dancing. And then I really became aware of myself because I was staring in a mirror 
all the time. And I noticed that comments were being made about other girls at the studio and their bodies. And then that started the wheels turning in my mind, like, oh, like what's wrong with my body? You know, how can I change my body to be more attractive, more appealing, a better dancer? And that just kind of started the really long and painful road of my body image issues. I realized all of a sudden that there was a standard for a quote unquote dancer's body. And you hear that term used a lot, especially like in workout titles, like, you know, dancer's body workout and stuff like that. And it's really, again, incredibly unrealistic idea of what a dancer should look like. And obviously this is a little bit outdated now, but I feel like a lot of dance studios and a lot of competitive ballroom companies and things like that still talk about body image. Maybe it's talked about a little bit more behind the shadows, but it is still talked about and people's bodies are still commented on and talked about. And again, this was equated with a dancer's ability of how well they could dance and they could eventually score in like a competition. So I just remember things being said about the type of body that you had determined you know, what you're going to place at the competition. And that is just so incredibly heartbreaking and toxic to think about that because the size of someone's body does not determine what type of dancer they are. It's just, again, this really outdated belief that your size of your body equals your worth and it equals your abilities. And so I became obsessed with working out and food and eventually reached an orthorexia level of obsession. Orthorexia is essentially an obsession with food. It's an obsession about all things health and wellness and fitness. And so I started writing down all of my meals. I counted my calories. I would miss events or not go out to dinner with my family because I didn't want to overeat. And so this in turn caused me to definitely have a problem like binging on things like candies and sweets, but that was like never my main problem. I would just deprive myself of so long and then I would overindulge in things that just weren't good for me. My self-talk was terrible. Anytime I didn't do well in a competition or anytime that, again, this also like translates off the dance floor, anytime that maybe a guy didn't like me or something like that, I always contributed it to my body and to what I looked like aesthetically. And also for me, body image also kind of has other things under the umbrella. So maybe like hair and skin and clothing and those type of things kind of fall under the category for me of just like aesthetics, body image. I feel like I was just so concerned with what I looked like that that determined again, my self-worth. And so I definitely had body dysmorphia at this point because I was looking in the mirror and I was seeing something so completely different than if like, let's say someone took a photo of me or something like that, it would be different than what I was seeing on a daily basis in the mirror. And body dysmorphia means you really like focus on your flaws and they get bigger and bigger and bigger every time that you see them. And this causes anxiety. It makes you not want to be seen out in public. It can be really, really scary and toxic for your mental health. And so once I started competing frequently, I realized that I didn't look like the other girls that were doing well, or at least I thought I didn't. Again, body dysmorphia makes you believe you look different than you do. And I was really struggling. I was trying so hard to fit into this box that my body was never going to fit in, first of all. And my obsessions with food and with losing weight just got stronger and stronger. And then a comment was made to me about my hips and my thighs being like, too wide for Latin dancing. 
uh, I think the comment was that I would be better off dancing rhythm because the body size was more my body size instead of Latin, which is like, if you're not in the ballroom world, that probably doesn't make sense to you. If you have been in the ballroom industry or dance industry before, you know, there are these like stereotypes of what people look like that dance certain styles of ballroom. And so I was just so confused because I was looking at the women dancing all forms of dance and like thinking how beautiful they were. But then I was looking at myself in the mirror and just thinking about how nothing looked the way that I wanted to. And I get so emotional and sad thinking about that version of myself who couldn't even enjoy the thing that she loved the most, which was dancing because I was so focused on what I was supposed to look like and what I was supposed to wear and what I was supposed to act like. I was so consumed by the expectations of others that I completely lost myself. And if you listen to my first episode of healing the podcast and I share about my dance story, you'll, you'll learn a little bit more about that. But that's when I started to kind of become a shell of myself. So fast forward a bit when wellness started popping off on Instagram, I started posting my healthy food photos and recipes on Instagram. I created my blog, a dancer's plate, and it really kind of blew up, but my relationship to food was still unhealthy. I was just even more obsessed with food and eating quote unquote clean and calorie counting and all of that. I weighed myself every single morning. I was rigid about what I ate, not because of any other reason than I was just terrified of gaining weight because my body was 90% of my self-worth. It was not about my health. It wasn't like, oh, I don't want to eat this because the ingredients are bad. It was definitely about the weight aspect. And I was just still not confident at all, mind you. Like no matter how much weight I lost, no matter how much I morphed myself into this, you know, aesthetic that I thought I was supposed to achieve, I was absolutely miserable. I was so strict around food. My husband would tell you that I really freaked out if I ate anything outside of my five foods of choice. I was just miserable to be around. So at that point, I started health coaching through Beachbody, which is a MLM company, and the cycle just continued. I was getting paid to sell people workout programs and to, you know, get them on this really intense, strict diet. I was in my early twenties, mind you, and did not need to be dieting whatsoever. And I posted this like transformation weight loss photo. I had done the program for like 30 days or 60 days or something like that. And it popped up on my Facebook a while back. And I was so mortified and embarrassed that I was posting these like transformation photos and literally my ribs were showing. Like it's just, it's one of those things where you look back on certain moments in your life and you just want to hug that version of yourself. And that is exactly how I felt when I saw that photo. I was like, oh my God, like I can't believe I did that, especially compared to where I am now. I honestly was just never happy. No matter what size I was, no matter what diet or weight loss program I did, I wasn't happy. And I was making all of my decisions from low self-worth. And this not only contributed to what I ate, but also to who I dated. So at the time that Luke and I broke up the first time, I was just in a really bad place. I think ultimately we ended up breaking up because I was just not happy in myself. And when you're not happy in yourself, it's very, very hard for you to receive love from someone else. And so I needed someone who was really going to validate me, even if they weren't a good person. 
And this is when I ended up in a relationship with a narcissist. My loves, let's pause for a moment. I have a question for you. What if you could completely transform your dancing and your life in just 90 days? What if you had the confidence to finally go after the things you desire, to manifest all that you've ever wanted, to step into your highest expression of self, all simply by dancing in a heel? I am so excited to share that my signature heels and burlesque program, Confidence, the Heels Method, is currently open for enrollment. CHM is a 90-day program that will not only build your dance technique from the ground up and teach you how to be confident AF on the dance floor, but it also gives you the tools to tap deeper into your limiting beliefs, get to the root of what's holding you back through spiritual tools and one-to-one guidance with myself, and finally live the life you were meant to live. What if you could live without the fear of pleasing others? What if you could stop comparing yourself to other dancers and other women? What if you didn't hate your body? What if you didn't live in a place of scarcity and uncertainty? What if you could finally take control? CHM includes 12 weeks of confidence, healing, spirituality, burlesque, and heals curriculum, weekly mentor calls with me, as well as six live group workshops, exclusive dance choreography and technique classes only for CHM students, and access to the CHM community. Every single woman who has enrolled in this program will tell you that it completely changed her life. I have watched babes quit their jobs, manifest homes and partnerships, begin their career in burlesque, and ultimately stop worrying about what everyone else wants for them and truly embodying their most confident self. To grab your spot, click the link below to book a free discovery call with me to see if this program is a good fit for you. I would love to see you in this next round. When you put your confidence in someone and you put your self-worth in someone, they are ultimately going to disappoint you. It doesn't matter if they are a narcissist or a great person. It's covering up the issue. It's like putting a band-aid on your low self-worth and expecting someone else to fix it. And I was thinking about this as I was watching season three of Love is Blind. I'm Definitely a huge fan of Love is Blind. And there's a couple on Love is Blind, Zeneb and Cole. And first of all, I think they were just a terribly toxic couple <laughs> in the first place. But also, Zeneb had really low self-worth, you could tell. And Cole was not a good partner for her because he definitely fanned the fire. However, she was expecting him to validate her. She was expecting him to fix her really low self-worth, her low confidence. And when you do that, you're not only going to end up disappointing yourself, you're probably going to blow up the relationship because your expectations are so high. You think this person is going to fix you. You think this person is going to fix your body image. They're going to fix the way that you see yourself. And it just does not work that way at all and you really have to get to the root cause of where your body image issues are coming from you cannot expect another person to validate you enough that they are going to go away unfortunately and after my injury in utah after i was injured in ballroom is when i really had to heal my relationship to my body because i was dealing with my injury coming out of ballroom my gut was a wreck because of all the anxiety that i had went through 
through breakups and through dating narcissists and through near-death experiences like my body was just trying to recover and then of course from there my skin was erect so I was breaking out all over my face I've really struggled with acne my whole life but this was like completely different it was just so intense and I had no choice. I had no choice but to face my relationship with my body head on because I realized my body was feeling how much I hated it. And my body was trying to show me that there was so much that needed to be worked through, that there was so much that I was pushing down for so long. And it was all coming to the surface, quite literally. And so at this point, I knew that if I wanted to feel good again, if I wanted to feel like myself again, if I wanted to have a good relationship with my body, I had to do some deep, serious work. And this is kind of where my healing journey began. So I started with Lacey Phillips. She has a manifestation membership and I started with her inner child healing. And I started going back into my childhood and seeing you know, these experiences with my mom and these experiences when I talked about my body when I was really young and these, you know, America's Next Top Model, (laughs) you know, episodes that I watched that all got ingrained in my subconscious to make me feel like I wasn't enough. I had to look at all of that and it was hard. It was emotional. It was painful. But then I was like, okay, this is where it's coming from. Knowledge is power, especially when it comes to healing. So if you know where your confidence issues are coming from, if you know where the body dysmorphia and the orthorexia are coming from, if you know where that self-hatred is coming from, then you have the power to heal it. And so at that point, I started a process called Journal Speak with Nicole Sachs. And this was a really intense form of journaling where you literally process everything out onto the page unfiltered. And it can be very scary to see what you think about your body on the page. The great thing is though, that you never read it. Like as soon as you're done with the journal, you just throw it away, you burn it, whatever you have to do. And I contribute so much of my healing to that simple process. And this is, again, we go over all of this in my program confidence. Like I literally lay it out step-by-step for you, how to heal through all of these things I'm talking about. I did breath work. I did visualizations. I actually had this one practice where I would lay on my back and because my back was also injured, I was trying to, you know, do things for my internal body and my external body. And so I would lay on the ground with my knees at like a 90 degree angle propped up on the bed. And I would visualize the pain leaving my body as I would just breathe. I would literally see it like leaving out through my feet, all of the pain just like dripping out of my body, all of the toxicity and the hatred. I would just see it leaving my body. It sounds so crazy, but honestly, I did it every single day for like six months and it worked. (laughs) Like it's wild to think about how so much of it was just energetic. I always thought that my injury and everything that I struggled with my body was physical, but really it was just all coming from my internal self. It was all coming from my mindset. It was all coming from my trauma and childhood. And so when I realized that, I realized that I could literally visualize my way to healing, but it just took the dedication. I dedicated time to my journaling. I dedicated it to, you know, working through my chakras. I dedicated it to breath work and manifestation and really intense inner child healing. And then with that, as soon as I started to feel better in my body, that's when I discovered 
Heel and a Heel, which was a heels, beginner heels class in Utah. And the supportive women in that class and the fact that the whole class was revolving around healing in a heel, quite literally. And it was also called body confidence. And so it kind of encompassed everything that I was learning, which was that all bodies are worthy. All bodies can dance. All bodies deserve love. And I think that that combined with all the inner work I was doing created the healing that I was able to do. Actually, I don't think that. I know that. (laughs) I know that that's the reason. It was the dedication to myself and it was putting on a heel, stepping into my power and realizing just how fucking magical it is that I'm in this body. Like what are the odds that we're here on the planet in the first place? And the fact that our bodies are healthy enough to move and to dance, like what a gift. And I was not about to waste that gift anymore. That is truly when everything shifted for me. I eat what I want. I love food, you guys. One of my favorite things to do with my husband is to go out and try a new restaurant. And I love loving food and I drink wine and I let myself have desserts and I want to, and it's all in moderation. Of course, I try to keep my diet as healthy as possible due to the fact that I see my body as a temple and I want to live a long and healthy life, but I enjoy my life. I enjoy food, like traveling, getting to try new things. I would have never allowed myself to do that five years ago. I never even weigh myself anymore. Like I used to weigh myself every single morning and I went to my grandmother's house last night and she has a scale in her bathroom and I looked at it and I was like, how incredible that I do not feel the need to go step on that scale and weigh myself. I have not weighed myself in probably three years. And if my body feels like a little bit bloated or heavy or something, I just kind of take a look at my diet and I'm like, oh, what have I been, have I been eating too much sugar? It's more for like the health purposes, but feeling the liberation to not be attached to that number anymore, because I used to be so attached to that number. You guys, that number means nothing about your health. Absolutely nothing. And so that is just really empowering and exciting. I wanted to do like a little happy dance for myself last night. (laughs) And when I have a bad body image moment or a bad body image day, because I do, you guys, I'm human. The people that say that they have healed their relationship to their body 110%. I don't know if I believe that because I think that if, especially if you come from a background of disordered eating, a background of any type of you know, restriction to food or obsession with food. I think it's really impossible to feel amazing about your body all the time. Mostly because as women, our bodies are fluctuating and changing and shifting with our cycles. And so I do have those days and I do have those moments, but when I have them, I know how to change my thoughts. I know how to move my body and make myself feel sexy and confident. I tap through it. Everyone knows that I love EFT and tapping and that has been a great way to immediately shift my body image. I have a partner who is incredibly affirming for me. So that really does help, especially with my background, dating narcissists and people that made me feel really shitty about myself. Having someone that adores the body that I'm in literally every single day. He is just so sweet and he is affirming and he is telling me, you know, how hot and sexy that I look. And 
I am a words of affirmation girl. Like I need that affirmation from my partner. And it's so beautiful to hear that. And I do the same for him and highly recommend not settling for less. If that is something that you also need in your life. Another thing that I do is I wear things that make me feel really good in my body. So something that I used to struggle with is buying clothes that were too small for me. Or if I had outgrown something, I would keep it in my closet as motivation to lose that extra five pounds or whatever. That is ridiculous. You guys, (laughs) if we do not feel good in our clothes, we are absolutely not going to feel confident. So whatever doesn't fit you anymore, get rid of it, let it go Buy things that do fit you and not only fit you, make you look like a baddie, make you look like a goddess. I think wearing things that make us feel comfortable and confident is a really huge piece, especially if you are healing your body image. I think a lot of people really underestimate the power of clothing because about a year ago, I really started becoming obsessed with style and what clothes make me feel the most confident and how I want to show up in the world regardless of what anyone else thinks about what I should be wearing or, you know, what I wore five years ago or whatever. Instead, it's about what makes me feel good. And when you focus on you feeling good, you'll realize how many things in your life don't actually make you feel good. And you can just start eliminating those one by one and creating a life that does make you feel good. It is so much easier to change our clothing than it is to change our bodies. So I highly recommend if you do nothing else from this episode to really take a look at what you're wearing on a daily basis and think about what would your highest self be wearing? What would the most confident version of you be wearing? And really start to cater your closet towards that version of you versus the version that is seeking validation and that it wants to, you know, again, squeeze into the outfit from five years ago. Like we are no longer doing that. (laughs) We are really focusing on the current version of ourself and making her feel good. Again, it's not always easy, but I have the tools now. And that's what I want to empower you babes with throughout this episode is that when you have the tools to feel good and you have certain things that you go to when you have a bad body image day, you realize that what's going on around you really no longer affects you anymore. Or if it does affect you, you know how to switch your mindset. You know how to switch your vibe. So let's say you see an Instagram post and it's triggering for you. Instead of letting that ruin your day or your week, you can tap on it. You can unfollow that person. <laughs> you know, you can dance a little bit. Or maybe a family member makes a comment about your body or makes a comment about someone else's body or their own body. Start to be the person who is changing the narrative because unfortunately, a lot of us in this generation have had to go through the women in our lives feeling really uncomfortable and not confident in their bodies. So we, the women of this generation, get to rewrite that for future generations. We don't want the generations after us to have to go through what we've went through with our bodies, do we? So instead of engaging in conversations about women's bodies that are negative, be the one to change it. Be the one to say, hey, what about this perspective? Be the one to say, hey, that's not okay. We shouldn't be talking about other women's bodies like that. Or you shouldn't be talking about your own body like that. Because when you start to be that person and you start to speak up, not only for yourself and for other women, again, it's going to rewrite how you actually feel about your own body. It's about seeing your body for all that it is instead of all that it is not. So I think a lot of times the reasons why we have severe body dysmorphia and severe body image issues 
is that we're so focused on what our body can't do, what it doesn't look like, what we don't have, that that's what brings us that deep dissatisfaction and unhappiness. But instead, if we focused on all the things our body can do, I can walk, I can talk, I can see, I have great skin, I have amazing legs, I have amazing, you know, shoulders, I don't know. (laughs) What is it about your body that you do love and that it can do? That's a tip that I give my students in my program. Anytime a negative thought comes in, how can you rewrite that thought? You know, how can you focus on something different, something that you do love about your body? And also change who you're around, change what you're watching, who you're following on Instagram that goes back to being triggered by posts and by, you know, influencers and celebrities. You get to curate your life. Nobody is telling you that you have to follow that person on Instagram or nobody's telling you that you have to hang out with that friend that is constantly talking about dieting and weight loss. When you change your surroundings and when you edit your life to fit this version of yourself who loves her body, who's confident in her body, when you edit your life around you to suit the current version of yourself, it's really amazing how things will start to shift for you and how you feel on a daily basis. All the things that we're taking in in the media and all the people that we are around, they are dictating our reality. It's all about influence and what we are seeing and hearing on a daily basis that influences our current reality. And my love, I promise if you do even just one of these things, you are going to notice a huge difference in how you feel about your body. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are worthy of love and you need to do nothing to prove that. And I think that was the most empowering realization that I had was that my body image and my body and how I look on the outside do not determine my worth. They don't determine what I'm capable of. And that is such a freeing thought. The reason that I believe our body image and how we feel about our body is so important and why I wanted to share this episode with you is that I believe when we feel good in our bodies, when we feel safe in our bodies, when we feel at home in our bodies, then we can be confident and then we can start going after the life that we want. Then we can start dancing the way that we want. Then we can stop playing small and be seen, be comfortable being seen and being our full self in this life. And so that's why this episode is so important to me because when I stopped focusing so much on my body and instead started focusing on what I wanted to do in this world, what I wanted to share, how I wanted to show up and the legacy that I wanted to leave behind, When I started focusing on that, when I started focusing on legacy and when I started focusing on showing up as my highest self and showing up as the person that I really knew I could be, that's when things started to change. That's when I started to manifest the life of my dreams. That's when I started to feel happy again, which feeling happy is so good. It is so good to finally feel good and happy in my body. And I know that you can do the same. There's nothing special about me at all. It's really just starting to get really clear on what it is that we want out of our life, on how we want to feel in our bodies, some healing work, some dancing, (laughs) and then you can really start to feel like your true self versus the self that you've been creating. 
So I hope this episode shows you just how possible it is to create a loving, strong relationship with your body. And if you need support and if you want to go deeper on this and really expedite the process, because it can be a really long process, I really encourage you to sign up for a free discovery call with me and learn more about my program, Confidence. I condensed all of my healing knowledge, all of the things that I did to heal my relationship to myself in just 90 days. And so all the info for confidence will be in the show notes. And I'm just sending you babe, so much love. If you are struggling with your relationship to yourself, it is so possible to change it. I believe in you so deeply and I'm always here for you. Always just shoot me a DM on Instagram Send me a voice note because I love those (laughs) and I will do whatever I can to support you in your healing journey. I love you babes to the moon and back. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next one. Thank you babes so much for joining me today. If you love this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps the podcast to be discovered by all of the amazing women who could benefit from this work and from healing in a heal. Also, don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Studio Slowly Luna and on YouTube to stay up to date on all the heals, burlesque, and spirituality content that your soul desires. Thank you.